the school is out. Which means it's time for Hi Kids. Good afternoon and welcome to the Hi Kids show. This is Hi Kids, for kids, by kids. My name is Broya Katz and I'm 11 years old and I'm your host for today. Coming up on Hi Kids today, I have Colin Morris. He is a police captain. What do policemen do? Just stay tuned to 101.9 Hi FM and you will soon find out. If you want to say hi to your friends and family, the SMS number is 34519 and is charged at 1 Rand 50. You can send me a WhatsApp on 061-895-1019 and please don't forget to sign your name. You can also call us on 010-140-3020. I repeat, 010-140-3020. Get ready for a very exciting show on Hi Kids today. You're listening to Hi Kids on 101.9 Hi FM. This is Hi Kids, for Kids, Bar Kids. My name is Maria Katz and I'm 11 years old. I have Colin Morris in studio with me. So send your questions to 34519 or WhatsApp to 061-895-1019. Good afternoon, Colin. Good afternoon. <clears throat> How are you today? Yeah, good, thank you. Okay, let's go into the questions. What are your roles and responsibilities as a police captain? Okay, so that's an important question and a question that's difficult to answer because as a policeman, we have roles and responsibilities and a captain is just simply a rank. So my role as a captain was and is to run the unit to make sure the dockets are correctly done, to oversee uh, different uh, different people underneath me um, and within the police today the captain is the second level of a commissioned officer so just below me would be one commissioned officer when a commissioned officer is somebody that is um, commissioned by the state president and as a, as a commissioned officer I have rights and responsibilities that a non-commissioned officer may have a non-commissioned officer would be a constable a sergeant, a lance sergeant, or a warrant officer. All of those are non-commissioned. Then there comes a lieutenant who's the first commissioned officer and the captain who's another commissioned officer. And then above me, a whole bunch of other ranks. Oh, so you're not even the highest? No. So what's the highest rank? The highest rank would be the generals. Oh, the general. Yes. Do you think you'll get there one day? No. Are you happy being captain? I'm very happy being captain. Okay, that's good. Happy with what you've got. Correct. You mentioned the word dockets. What are dockets? A docket is, so if a crime is committed, then the person who is reporting the crime would go into the local police station and they would open up a case and a docket gets opened. And anyone who's been into a police station might have seen it. It's a sort of brown folder type thing, and that is a docket. The docket has a, every docket has a case number, which is a case number, and the case number always starts with a, a running number per month, so it would start at one and end at the last number in a month. Then there would be a slash, and then there would be the month day number. So in this month it would be 09, meaning uh, September. And then there would be a year number. And so in other words, it would be a running number from 1 to whatever, slash 09, slash 2018. So the docket is the information about the crime being committed. So I can imagine you've got lots and lots of dockets in yes. the police station. Yes, every police station's got lots and lots of dockets. Everything from car theft to assault to uh, abductions to rape, 
all those kind of dockets get opened. And you were talking <clears> about all the different ranks. So if you, let's say you want to be a police captain, do you have to go through all those ranks below it? Yes. So you start off, the, a policeman would start off as a constable, um, and then if he's there long enough, that he could get he or she could get promoted uh, to the next rank. But normally it gets promoted through uh, studies or through uh, knowledge or uh, uh, correct steps. What is your main fo- mo- sorry? What is your main focus in your work? Okay, so I'm a member and have been a member of the CPU or the Child Protection Unit, and then later the FCS, the Family Violence, Child Protection and Sexual Offences Unit, or in Afrikaans Gesinsgeweld, Kinderbeskerming, Seksuelmisdrijf, Onderzoekkeerheid. Woo! And and the the funny joke behind that is is that I would answer the phone with that the standby phone, and then they'd say, "Are you the CPU?" And we'd say, "Yes, of course we are." Anyway. Um, I've been a member of the CPU, the Child Protection Unit, for 22 years. Oh, wow. So you've got a lot of experience. That's why I've got these gray hairs. <laughs> so do you, is that like a lot of experience? Con- is that considered a lot of experience or like other people with like 40 years of experience? No. So I've probably got, I've got a lot of experience. There are others that are more experienced than me, but certainly I've been in it for a long time. And I'm very fortunate. I've done many different courses. I've done detective courses, I've done CPU courses, I've done a university course around crimes against children, I've been to different conferences, I've also lectured at different places, and anyone interested on the program to look on the CSO website, there's going to be an a important seminar on Sunday where they're going to be talking about uh, crimes against children on Sunday, so they should be interested in attending that. So there's a, is that for parents or for children? Parents and children. Parents and children. Yeah. So you can come if you want to. Yes. And would you advise children to go? Yes. Yes. From what children. ages? Because it might be a bit like harsh for So any child, child. you absolutely right. So I would say any child maybe over the age of 12 or 13 should be going because every child should be aware of their surroundings. Every child should be empowered. The most important part about children and, and, and bringing up children is empowering children. Empowering them to be able to say no, empowering them to be able to say, I don't want something to happen, and not being too uh, subservient. What is a nice, another nice word for subservient? I don't know what subservient means. Okay. They need to be empowered. They need to have the power, their own powers. So they need to be able to fight for themselves, stand up for themselves. Exactly right. Very interesting and very, very important. So can you explain to us what abuse is? Well, abuse takes many different forms. <clears throat> there's physical abuse, there's mental abuse, and there's sexual abuse. Um, uh, if we start with physical abuse, a physical abuse would be somebody being hit. Now, um, in, 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 in the past years, um, a child was allowed to be hit by anybody if that child was naughty. Okay? Today, that, that, that has become illegal, how, because you're not allowed to hit Thank your God. child. However, um, even in the old days, a child being hit with a flat hand was still acceptable, but being hit with a stick or a shoe or something was never acceptable. So that is physical abuse. Physical abuse is somebody hitting somebody outside of the ordinary with, a, with, a, with an object, hitting them with a, with a shoe, with a belt, um, which, is, which is out of the ordinary. That would be physical abuse. And, of course, this is not including parents punishing their children. Well, 
parents, and this is a whole discussion separately, but parents punishing their children should be punishing their children some other way other than just beating them. Okay, I see what you're saying. But, like, let's say a child tries to cross the road, which is very dangerous, and, like, the mother might give them a smack on their hand. Okay, so is that's that still considered physical abuse? That's, that's still considered assault. Is it really physical abuse? Yes, probably. Would the child be able to take that to the police? The police would not be interested in dealing with that because that was the parent being concerned about their child. And that's why I say there are levels that need to be understood. Um, that certainly is, in terms of the law, it is a crime, but certainly not t- t- worth taking to the police because the parents are concerned that the child is, is, is putting themselves in danger. It's a waste of your time and the police officer's time. Correct. And what is mental abuse? Mental abuse is you stupid, you silly, you dumb, you the continuous shouting at people, the continuous uh, belittling people, putting people, adult people, children people, continuously putting them down. Um, so is that, again, is that a crime? That's not a crime because that's difficult to prove. But in terms of a uh, Family Violence Act, you, that, that, that's certainly not nice and certainly needs to be dealt with. That's normally picked up at schools. It's normally picked up at aftercare. But um, that is mental abuse. So it's bullying uh, is considered mental abuse. Excellent. Good way. Yeah, f- uh, verbal bullying would be considered. Physical bullying, pushing, hitting of bigger children on smaller children, adults on smaller children, that's physical abuse. And cyberbullying? Cyberbullying would be the going on the Internet, going on Facebook, going on WhatsApp, sending incorrect messages. I've had lots of dealings with that. I had a dealing at a school in the northern parts of the country some time ago where a school kid put up a false uh, profile on Facebook and then and called himself another child's name and then set this up and he then made out that this other child was all kinds of horrible things. And that was terrible cyberbullying because the child whose name it was there felt terrible it wasn't him and all of his friends were invited to join this uh, when we found him he was charged he was 16 years old he was charged and he went to court whoa at 16 at 16 and if you if you do get bullied if there are bullies unfortunately and if somebody is bullying another person well, could they be taken to court uh, any person over the age of 7 years of age who understands the difference between right and wrong can be uh, can be charged in a court of law. So, yes, they can. But it might be a waste of your time. Well, no. If it's serious enough, it's not a waste of our time. No. But, no, sorry. <coughs> but if it's, if it's not so serious, then it might be a waste of your yes. time. So you need to think about it. And not only think about it, everybody needs to think about what bullying does to other people. So everybody needs to think that when they're bullying, that they're hurting somebody. Um, and I talk to a few of the schools, and, and sometimes in the schools, the kids laugh at e- the children laugh at each other and say, is that nice? Does that make you feel good? Because it certainly doesn't make the other child that you're laughing at feel good. It's only good when you're laughing, not when you're, la- when you're being laughed at. It's not very fun. Correct. So laughing with each other is the nice thing. Laughing at each other is not a nice thing. Exactly. Like telling jokes and making people laugh is not bullying. It's making people laugh, and it's yes. a fun and nice thing to do. Correct. As long as it does not make other people feel small. Correct. And, and, and when we're talking about that, another important issue to talk about is secrets. So there's good secrets and bad secrets. So if your birthday is tomorrow 
and me and your mom and your dad and your sisters and your brothers and everybody are talking about this, and I don't tell you that you're having a surprise party, surprise party tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, a good, that's a good secret. However, if you come and tell me that something bad has happened to you and you don't want me to tell anybody about it, that's a bad secret. So my job now is to say to you, hang on a second, you telling me this, and you're telling me this because you're sad, you're telling me this because you're being bullied, you're telling me this because you've been hurt. My job, me, me not as Colin, the policeman, but my job as you as your friend is to go and tell somebody that I trust. And that's important. Trust. Who do you trust? Somebody that you trust. And when, again, when I speak to schools, I say, who do you trust? And they say, you, we trust you. I said, you don't even know me. Go and tell somebody you trust. And that somebody may not be their parents, that somebody may not be their teacher, somebody they trust, but that somebody must now take that secret and pass it on to somebody of uh, importance who can make a difference. Definitely, and you mustn't put yourself in a situation where you promise someone that you're not going to tell. That's exactly right. Thank you. Never do that. Never say, I'm never going to tell. I'll keep the secret, because then both of you are keeping a bad secret. Keep the good secret. The good secret's about your birthday tomorrow that I'm not going to tell you about. It's not tomorrow, I hate uh, to tell you. Oh, thanks, man. I, you know, I thought it was. I'm keeping that a bad secret then. Oh, gosh. <clears throat> but you can still make me a surprise party. <laughs> Although it won't be much of a surprise. After I've given it away. Anyway, the point is that uh, bad secrets are very different to, to good secrets. And if somebody tells you a bad secret, it's your job to say, thank you. I, thank you for trusting me, but I need to tell somebody I trust. Exactly. If someone says, I want to tell you a secret, promise you won't say. You should say, I don't think I will say if it's a good secret, but just tell me the secret first. And then like, and then you make the decision, yes. Exactly. You can't promise yeah. someone you're not going to tell because what if it is something that you need to tell someone? Yes. And even if you don't say that in the beginning, afterwards you say, you know what, that's terrible. I feel for you, but you've told me this and it's my job now to tell somebody that I trust so that I can get your help. Even if you've promised. Exactly. Yes. You're listening to Hi Kids on 101.9 Hi FM. This is Hi Kids, for Kids, by Kids. My name is Brewer Katz and I'm 11 years old. So, what do you like most about your job? The fact that I think that I'm helping people. So, to many people, they see policemen as the, the big bad guy who just locks up other horrible people. Clearly, that's happened in the 30-odd years that I've been a policeman. Um, I've locked up a number of people. However, I've been very fortunate that I'm still in contact with some of the children that I dealt with 10, 15 years ago um, who keep in contact with me. They send me messages on on, on holidays, how are you doing, what's going on. I recently visited a 13-year-old that we helped 10-odd years ago who's now got married and got her own child, and she's got a wonderful life. Uh, there's an eight-month-old baby that we dealt with also five or six years ago, and I get invited to his birthday every single year. So oh, that's so sweet. It is. It's lovely. So what 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 what, what is good for me is um, the fact that I know that we've made a difference. You can see your work. Just you can see it. You can see what you've done. Correct. It's Correct. amazing. In, in not not all times, but most some, times. Most, most times. times. Yes. And you mentioned you lock people up a lot, which is true i mean you're policemen but do people ever like hold a grudge against you and could it be dangerous for you okay that's a funny question because i was going to say that but uh wasn't going to so now i'll tell you another story 
some re- I was re- at a restaurant in, in, in the area and I was approached by somebody who came up to me and said, do you remember me? And I said, no, I don't. And the, as he said to me, you arrested me for drunken driving many years ago. I said, well, were you drunk? He says, yes, but why did you arrest me? I said, because you were drunk. What can I say? And he held a grudge against me. It's my job. That's my, not only that, he was a threat to a lot of people on the road. So he held a threat. But the same restaurant, some months later, a guy came up and thanked me. We had arrested him, him many years ago because he was in possession of drugs. And it was that arrest that changed his life, he said. He stopped taking drugs. So, yes, that has been, it's been an interesting 30 years. It's really your attitude. You can choose to look at it well or badly. You see, like, in the same restaurant, two <coughs> people who were arrested for similar things, one thank you and one did the opposite of thank you. Yeah, it's my fault. It was my fault he was drunk. Yeah, yeah, exactly, definitely. I mean, like, how could you do such a thing? Smart. Yeah, I'm such a terrible person. No, you're not. <laughs> can you explain to us what neglect is? Neglect is obviously when somebody, when parents or parents or caregivers are supposed to be looking after a child and they don't. Um, so that neglect could start off with just recently last week, um, I got called to assist in a case here in this area where there was a newborn baby found in the felt. Um, so that mother had dumped their baby in the felt. That is obviously the worst kind of neglect all the way to not sending your children to school, not sending, not giving your children sufficient education, not giving your children sufficient food. So neglect can be from the very worst, what I said in the beginning, to the to to slightly less worse. Uh, neglect is, is the simple definition would be that a caregiver or a parent who's supposed to be looking after their child doesn't. Have you seen the movie Matilda? No. Okay. Well, anyways, it's about this girl who she basically is very, very, very clever and her parents don't send her to school. They like don't they don't really care about her. They just like care about her brother and like her his her father's planning on passing the business down to his brother. Then like eventually she goes to school and she's got this like terrible principal and a nice teacher and it's this whole story. And she ends up being adopted by her very nice teacher. So no. It's quite a nice ending. Okay. Good. At least it ended well. Well, again, again, so this, this abandoned baby that I was talking about, this abandoned baby will have a, a good, a better, probably a better life because the people who found him uh, now want to adopt him and he'll probably have a better life. So there are good sides to the story. There can be. There can be. There's plenty, plenty, plenty bad and sad sides, um, and that's humanity. As I said, it's your attitude. You can try and look for the good because there is good. There definitely but is good you can focus on the bad as well and just look at the bad. Can you explain what a restraining protective order is? A restraining order is a, a order to prevent a family member from coming into the house or coming close to somewhere. So, again, let's assume um, mother, father, child are living together and let's assume the mother is being abusive to the father, the mother slams, hits the father, the mother throws glasses at the father, the mother. The father can then go off to the court and get a restraining order, uh, which then says that the mother must now stop doing that, must stop hitting, must stop swearing, must stop doing that. And the nice part about that is that the two can still live in the same house together, but the mother has now been warned that if she breaks the restraining order and does something 
that the restraining order says that she may not do, she will be arrested. So I was just about to ask, what is the difference to someone else telling her, like, don't do that? So you just answered my question. You read my mind. Clearly. So the point here is that the, the, the beauty of – so one of the nice things about South Africa is that we have probably the, most, the best laws in the world when it comes to looking after women and children. Um, and this is one of them because it was really instituted, the Family Violence uh, Protection of Family Protection, the Family Protection Act um, was instituted to allow a relationship, a mother and a father or a, a man and a wife to live together if the one party, let's say the wife in this case, relies on the man to be the breadwinner. And let's say the man then is abusive to the to the woman, she can get a protection order to prevent him from from doing bad things to her. And if he does, then there's an automatic arrest warrant issued. So it's they don't go to court, they just immediately get arrested. No, she gets, she has to go to court to, in the beginning to get the protection order. So she goes off to court, she tells what's going on. The courts then issue a protection order. But if the man breaks the protection order, then he immediately gets arrested. So it's out trial? Without, no, he then goes to trial later, but it's a first arrest. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah, so so it's arrest, taken. then trial, then punishment? Or Correct, just exactly right. But he gets taken out. He gets taken out of the house. He gets taken to jail, put locked up in jail for, a, for the next step, which is a court case. So do you get locked up in jail until your trial? No, you can then apply for bail. So everyone in everyone has the right to bail on, as long as you have certain conditions. If you have a fixed address, if you have fixed work, and you're not a threat to somebody. So then bail conditions are set, and the bail conditions say you may not go to so-and-so because that's the person you hit last time. So the bail conditions get set, and if you break those bail conditions, you go back to jail, and you don't get bail the next time. Yes, I can see. Okay, I see. So you can get bail in a lot of cases. Most cases you can get bail. And people get angry in South Africa. Why that person who murdered so-and-so got bail? Take that guy with uh, the, the famous runner. Uh, I don't... I don't uh, what's the famous runner? Okay, I forget his name for the moment. But anyway, he... Uh, Oscar Pistorius. He got bail. And everyone said, but he's murdered somebody. How could he get bail? He has a right to bail because he had fixed... Address, he had fixed work, and he wasn't a threat to anybody. But how? He murdered someone. Yeah, but he has a right because he's not found guilty until he's found guilty. So don't, the point is, no one is allowed to prejudge anyone. The only one who can be prejudged is once he's been found guilty. Then it's not prejudged, then it's judged. Then it's judged, and then he can't get bail after that. Yeah, then he goes to jail. So after his trial, he cannot get bail. Well, no, then he goes to jail. Then he gets a jail sentence. And in Oscar's case, he first got a jail sentence of five years. Then he got a second jail sentence of a little longer. But it's, in Oscar's case, it's different because there the state went back and said, whoops, the first, uh, the first sentence wasn't sufficient. We want it higher. But let's just assume once anyone gets a sentence, they don't get bail again. They now go to jail for their sentence. But if you're arrested now, you are not guilty until you are found guilty. So therefore you have a right to bail if you have a fixed address, you're not a threat to anyone, and you're not a threat to run away or, or leave the country or not come to your trial. So innocent until proven guilty. Exactly. That's the word I was looking for. Thank Ooh, you. Oh, I remember that. Okay, so let's say someone drinks while driving and he gets arrested and then someone bails him out. Yep. And then he is found drinking and driving again. No. Let's Can say he... 
does he just does he not get bail again or so that depends on the investigating officer so if if somebody gets found uh, drinking and driving this Saturday and then he gets bail on Monday and then on next Saturday he gets arrested again but let's say a different police station and nothing comes up he may get bail again but if it pops up on the computer hang on he's, wa- he's in a waiting trial from last week then he probably won't get bail because he's a uh, uh, he's done it again. He's done it again. Yeah. So it's, then it becomes a threat. Correct. Okay. And how common is abuse? Um, that's a difficult question because abuse is the incorrect word. So what is what is ab- the first question we need to ask is what is abuse? Abuse could be all three of the things that I said to you just now, and it's common. It's common across every sphere. It's common across uh, white, black, Jewish. Catholic is all common, but it's different. So you'll find different types of abusive uh, behavior in different communities. Is it common in the Jewish community? Yes, it is. Um, but it's different. So what type of abuse? You, you, you won't necessarily find one type of abuse. It's, 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 it's there. It happens because no one is special. Every human being has the ability to be abusive. Okay. So that, so that is scary. <laughs> I guess that's very scary. So what don't you like about your job? Paperwork. Oh, paperwork's never fun. No. I mean, I'm just guessing. I don't <laughs> know. I've never had a... I've never done paperwork, lots and lots of paperwork before. Paperwork and also dealing... I mean, so as I was telling you earlier, I was dealing with an adult rape victim last night, and it's sad. Sometimes it's sad. It's sad to think that these people believe that they're not going to get justice. So it's it's a hard it's a, always a hard slog to make sure that justice is done. Definitely, you have to see both sides. Yes, and work very hard to make sure that justice is done, and people feel that justice is done. Uh, so you said something about rape, raped. What is rape, raped? Rape, rape. So we didn't cover what abuse about sexual abuse. So sexual abuse is any kind of abuse that takes place in a sexual act. Um, which means that somebody is sexually assaulted against their will. Rape is the sexual assault of a person on another person. So the law changed in 96 that not only a woman can get raped, a man can get raped as well. So any person that is sexually assaulted um, by another person is termed raped if, if that assault is against their will. That's the most important issue. It must be against their will. Okay, so if they want it, then... If they're two consenting, consenting adults, in other words, two people who have both said yes and they have sex, that's not rape. Okay, and do you have a typical day? And if so, can you describe it? A no. lot of people have told me that... Yeah, so no, I don't a lot know. of people have told me they don't have typical days. So, so you just... Every, every day is different. Every day is different. Every day is I different. I think that's nice. Yeah, it can be. It can also be quite tiring. How? Well, I'm dealing with people who've been hurt, people who are upset, people who don't think they're getting uh, justice, people who've been uh, let down by, by people who they've loved, people who trust pe- uh, children who trust their parents who've been let down by their parents, people. So it, 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 it's tiring and hard. So you say people can get hurt by people who they loved. So, like, how could someone that they love actually do something like that to them? 
I don't know that. That's a question a lot of people ask me. Say, how, how do they? How do people do this? But they do do it. Their their parents, their teachers, their religious leaders, um, who are all being found to be abusers. Sure, that's hectic, eh? So, does someone pretend to love them, or like, let's say, a friend, a friend in inverted commas, um, just like pretends to like them? So that's a very deep psychological question because very often they do love each other. They just don't treat each other. They don't like each other. They don't treat treat each other correctly. So a mother and a, um, um, a father and his daughter might love each other, but then he does terrible things to that daughter, and the daughter still loves him. Sure. After that. Yes. They thought, well, that's... Difficult, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you think, but like, if you love someone, you love someone. I guess. I guess. <laughs> so, how can people protect themselves from abuse? Because it's not like, is there a way that you, they can protect themselves, or is it just like, you just no, like, there's no way you can protect. No, no, no. Definitely, you can protect. It. So, every single, I said it right in the beginning of this this talk. Um, every single person should be empowered. Every person should have the power to understand that their body is their own. Every person should understand that their life is their own, that they have the right to say no to certain things and not to say no to your homework, not to say no to going to school. That you have to do. Not to say no to cleaning up the dishes on a, after a meal, but to say no to being hit unnecessarily, to being saying no to being assaulted unnecessarily, to no for people touching in inappropriate places they must so every single parent should be teaching their children to be empowered to have the power to say no and every single child should be able to say that and adult yes that sounds like a very important thing to be able to do you have to be able to stand up for yourself correct and how can people contact you 10111 10111 that's the police number right correct and that's an important issue because again when we speak to uh when we speak to 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 uh, schools and whatever they say they phone their local uh, security company great the local security companies work but if the police don't know what's going on nothing can happen so it's very important to make sure that 10 triple one is uh is uh is, is always in your mind and always phone 10 triple one and then phone the security company and it's not a hard number and it's not a hard number and i showed you uh, my three finger or my all five fingers one oh one 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 so you just bend your this pointer, thing. your pointer finger down, and that's one o one one one. Very easy. Correct. Thank you so much for coming on Chakets and teaching us more about the amazing, inspiring work that you do. Thank you to my guest Colin for coming on Chakets, and thank you to my producer Mandy and DJ Flo for pushing the big red buttons. Join us tomorrow for another Chakets show, only on one o one point nine Chai FM. This has been Chakets. Four kids. Bye, kids.